bitch is shaking the table. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Shaking the Table. Hope you guys have enjoyed the episode so far. This week is very special to me because I have my friend Chelsea. First of all, Chelsea is a prominent journalist. Chelsea Jones. Hey, Chelsea. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's... The topic I wanted to get into today, because I feel like it's something that we both really can relate to, getting your heart broken, and we're going to touch on closure too, and I guess we can talk about like um, falling in love, being in love, and all those emotions, because I feel like love for us, for both of us, yes, I'm dragging you too, bitch, love for, both of, <laughs> love for both of us has been like a roller coaster in a way. And we felt so many emotions and we, when we both were in it, like we kind of relied on each other for like, oh, how are you dealing with this? So like this happened to me today. How are you dealing with it? And so I just want to get right into this tea, girl. <laughs> Wait a minute. Question ground rules. You know that nickname I have? I guess I can't use that one right for this. It's two. Um, I <laughs> so I'm going to vote no. I'm just going to vote no, because the point of this episode is for us to talk about our feelings in a way that's like really healthy. So no petty hats. Take off your petty hat today. Um, Chelsea, let me tell you something. Chelsea's such a Sagittarius right now because she's trying to drag it. I'm like, no, sis, let's work through your feelings. <laughs> Jesus, I'm not trying to be on nobody's therapist's couch tonight. Okay. Well, Chelsea, let me tell you something. Years. <laughs> I am what Yonda thinks she is, okay? I'm fixing lives. I'm okay. <laughs> life, okay. life with love. So if you want to get on this couch, sis, you got to be vulnerable because I'm literally like freaking out now knowing that I have to be vulnerable right now. So this is a lot. We're going to hold you accountable because that's what you said, all right? So okay, I love a queen that listens. I love a queen that tunes in and know what the okay. hell she's talking about. Tunes in. Okay. So I guess first we, because you're being a clown, I guess first we could talk about like the beauty of falling in love and, and these are in your words, the beauty of falling in love and being in love. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that, Chelsea. What is Chelsea like in love? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this bitch love a chase. Okay. Falling in love is the best part. It's the most, it's the purest part, you know, before all the hell comes, you know, the problem, the getting to know someone and understand what you know, what triggers them, what makes them happy, what makes them sad. Mm -hmm. So, you know, falling in love, I don't even know. What could I compare that to? Mm. For me, it's like that first sip of water when you've been drunk as hell all night and you throwing up in the bathroom and like you take yes, that first sip of water. Crisp. It's crisp. Yes. <laughs> Not yes, crisp. I like that. <laughs> it is. It's like exhilarating. I learned this from my birth chart. I actually got a birth chart reading and um, the woman was telling me that I have a tendency to get lost in other people. Mm -hmm. And she said, especially in my relationships, like especially in my last relationship, she was saying like, I felt, she felt like I got lost in him and like, I kind of lost like who I was. And that's why like now it seems like I'm being a completely different person, I guess to the world. She was saying like to, to my friends or to like, people that may see me on social media, I seem like a completely different woman, but she's like, you're not a completely right. different person. This is like who you really were. And you were suppressing that. We're not suppressing it, but like you didn't, you weren't realizing that because you were so hung up on this other person. And I was like, girl. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense actually. Cause even me and you had to redefine our relationship after we ended our relationships with those. Yeah, people. we really did. We had to sit and think like, yo, the majority of our friendship was talking about, 
these relationships. So it's like we had to find like, I don't know, we just kind of had to rediscover our whole friendship. We did. And look at us now. (laughs) That can be better. (laughs) Oh, hell no. (laughs) But I think that like what makes falling in love so fun but so scary is like you understand things and you know things about this person that literally no one else does and like to me that's so fun you know like for me just sitting and talking with someone about like the things that scares them or about about, like their hopes and dreams or about like their childhood I'm so fucking weird (laughs) because I'm like tell me about your childhood drama date three (laughs) no You know, and I feel like that's part of the reason, like, we study journalism in school. We're curious people. Yeah. So naturally, it's like, oh, tell me your life. <laughs> yes, and I need to stop doing that, though, in a way. Like, I be low-key interviewing. <laughs> it feel like I'm at an interview because I'm like, yo, let me stop asking all the questions. But I do have a tendency to, like, not ask important questions and then be disappointed when I found out that this person is completely different from who the fuck I thought they were. So that's T in a cell. That's because we don't go speaking the bad stuff. We want to know all the good things because we that's all we want. That's all we're focused on. I mean, I think that's a natural human action. Okay. Make me feel a little bit better about being crazy. Now, you crazy as hell, and I'm just saying. Okay. Chelsea, first of all, no. Second of all, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's like sometimes I'm like, hmm, I miss the feeling of being in love, but then I'm like, no, I don't because that shit is scary. I don't think I willingly yeah. sign myself up. Like when people talk about marriage and shit like that, I'm just like, I don't think I willingly would sign myself up to do something like that. Like that's scary as hell to know that somebody's your forever for the rest of your life. Sounds like a scam. Sounds like a scam. Are you really concerned about having sex with the same person for the rest of your life, or? Oh, you're trying to be shady. You're trying to be shady, Brady. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, honey. Honey, tell me. No, I'm not going to tell you what I wanted to say because we are being recorded. Oh, <laughs> we'll just know after this call, bitch, is going down, Charlie Brown. <laughs> anyway, but I don't know. Like, I like falling in love and being in love. It's like being at the top of the roller coaster. Mm. But then you got to remember, like, that shit finna come down. Like, just being realistic. I know that sounds so fucked up and that sounds so cynical right now. No, but that's actually the truth. Uh, love, life is like a roller coaster. You're gonna have highs, you're gonna have lows, and I think that's what people don't understand about love. Like we go into it thinking that it's gonna be a straight shot, tunnel vision from beginning to end. There's not gonna be any turns or any like issues because obviously falling in love is just so beautiful. And you know, kind of like your first Chick Fil A fry in Polynesia. Not your first Chick Fil A fry. Come on, <laughs> come on, Chelsea. No. I hope that you analyze shit deeper than that. <laughs> Bitch, shut up, okay? <laughs> Let me live. But you get what I'm saying, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's perfect. It's beautiful. It tastes good. <laughs> Whatever. And then, at the first sign of a turn or, the, you know, trouble, people either run or it becomes toxic. Yeah. And you stay in a situation that you don't know how to escape, so. Yeah. That That's what makes it so scary, too. Like, I don't know. Just knowing that, that after a peak will be a valley, and you got to either figure out if you're going to deal with it or if you're going to run away. Yeah. I don't know. That's not something I, I like in my life. I'm just ready to think about. Like, I don't. Yeah. When I when I meet people that are serial monogamous, I'm like, how? How are you doing this? I just met one actually, but yeah, I don't. I don't know how they. You met a man that's a serial monogamous? Yeah, actually. Whoa, he's that's scary. Like, 
the last eight years have been in two serious relationships. Four, four years each. Four and years? Four years. Oh, no. Did he say why they ended? Uh, Look at me getting I you to spill this man tea. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to spill all his tea, but all I'm going to say is he, it was, he told me what he felt like it was and what he thought the women would say it was. And it kind of was one and the same, and it, he shut down. Mm. He was somebody that would emotionally shut down. And I guess that just didn't work. And I'm like, well, why did you shut down? And it was a series of the way the woman handled conflict, actually. Mm. And I'm just like, okay, so why do you shut down? And he said that stemmed from his childhood. Um, he didn't really have a dad, so he figured out stuff on his own. And he copes with things by himself. So I feel like that's all he knows. Um, mm. Yeah. So that's his story. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we'll have him on. Watch. So I don't know if anybody else watches this, but I watch Marriage Boot Camp. And oh, I used to. huh? I said, oh yeah, I used to. Yeah, and so they were talking about like how everybody has like their emotional baggage, especially like their childhood traumas and stuff. And like sometimes we don't think about like how the patterns are like. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry, this Mercury retrograde got me fucked up. I can't even communicate. But like our our patterns and stuff are not not intertwined, I guess. And sometimes they like like our inner children like fight with our partners' inner children, and we don't even realize that that's what is causing it. So like for example, so a lot of people had like a fear of abandonment, and then some of them had like oh they were raped when they were younger, or like they saw a lot of people who died. Um, like, people, like, got shot and killed and stuff like that in front of them or, like, family members that they were close to, like, went to jail and, like, all these different traumas that they, like, suppressed. So, like, all of them, when they were dealing with their emotions, they either saw people lash out or they saw people, like, be be very to themselves and not, and not like, outwardly show that they care, but, like, be de- battling their demons within themselves. Or some people saw, like, their family members um, with escapist tendencies, like, they would do drugs or, like... They would, you know, just do wild shit to, like, cope with their problems. And a lot of them didn't realize, like, how it was affecting their relationships now. And so, like, that is something that I'm like, shit, I got to fix all my, like, intergenerational trauma before my kids get this shit. Or before, like, I'm ready to actually have, like, a serious, serious relationship because... Well, serious, talking about, like, marriage. Because I'm like, I don't want to bring that baggage from when I was six years old or when I was whatever age into this new situation as a whole grown person. Exactly. And I feel like that's the important part that you said where you have to like fix it with yourself. And I feel like we as women, and well, let me not say women, let me just say people, we jump into relationships not even happy with ourselves. And I'm going to say that I know I did. Oh, for sure I did. Yeah. So it's very important that when we are ready to take that step in somebody that we want to spend the rest of our lives with, that we know who we are first, because, I mean, that's how we end up getting lost. I mean, and growing with someone and, you know, building upon that is natural, but losing yourself should never be a thing in a relationship, which I think happens when we're young and naive and in love, that puppy love. Oh, my gosh, yes. It, sure as hell, puppy love, child. <laughs> Excuse me? You got something you want to get off your chest, Charles? No, you said no petty half today, so it's off. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think for me, the the thing um, that I... So I was listening to an episode of um, Therapy for Black Girls. It's by Dr. Joy, Joy Harden Bradford. I'm going to send it to you after this. But basically, she she be spilling tea, first of all. 
but one of the episodes she was talking about self-sabotage and how like there are people who self-sabotage by not even trying because they like are so afraid of failure and I think I said this in one of my other episodes too but I'm the same way like when it comes to like dating and meeting guys or whatever like I completely shut down or I'm completely closed off because I'm like like that's my version of self-sabotage I'm like stupid I'm not even gonna let you get the chance because no. I know because I know so I'm, me too. huh I said that's so me too oh for sure it's like I know that the downside of like being in like with someone or like lusting after someone or whatever you want to call it in your terms like it can come with rejection and getting your heart broken and I'm like let me tell you something the next the next person <laughs> to break my heart I'm shooting him I'm shooting him because okay, no I just can't but no it, it actually does suck like getting heart broken is, is actually trash let me not even try to like dress it up and make it real like no that just sucks and it takes a while for some people. Some people can hop on a new thing in a couple months. Others, it takes a minute. Mm, it depends. How long does it take you? How long does it take you? <laughs> <laughs> the caller you were trying to reach. <laughs> <laughs> Vulnerable. You just tried to expose me, Chelsea. And let me tell you something. Here at the Shaking the Table, we shake tables, but bitch, we don't shake the table that I'm currently sitting at. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll whip your ass. That's so true. But anyway, what was I saying before you just tried to expose me? Okay, fine. I mean, I thought we were being real and open. We ain't being that damn open. Okay, fine. Okay, got it. Notice. Trying to get my ass. (laughs) Um, well, I will say not very long. Um, but for you, I want to know, how long did it take you? Girl, you know it took me a long time, child. Well, it also, it also probably took you long because you were with the person a lot longer than I was, like, by years, you know, you, you had years on that relationship, so it's different. Not really, I mean, shorty moved on real quick, okay? Mm. And I'm just being honest, but the thing yeah. is, I think we all just deal differently, and I feel like when you're not on the same page, and you're not honest with your partner about whatever your situation is, that's where the disconnect can happen. But also, I probably went through a little bit longer because I moved also, you know, uh, I moved to yeah. this whole ass state about 16 hours away in West Bubblefuck, Egypt, <laughs> and only had myself. And I think it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. But while I was going through it, I was so alone and lonely. I didn't have anyone. Yeah. I had a job and a fresh heartbreak. So that's probably just what happened here. Now, I can give a fuck. So. Right, yeah. I think the difference, too, was for me, like, I had already... Well, I was living at home at the time, so, like, I, I I had distractions, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, oh, I'll spend more time with my friends, or I'll spend more time alone, or I'll spend, I'll go to the gym. And I think that, for me, what helped me, like, work through my feelings or whatever was for me to just get in the gym and just go hard, like. Yeah. <laughs> Snatch that waist, child. Shut up. But, like, when you set, I think it's easier when you, like, are trying to get over heartbreak if you set a personal goal, like, all right, so. I'm going to get my skin together. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to start a new project. And I think for me, I just literally like dove head first into like my career and all my personal goals. And I was just knocking them shits out one by one. Cause I'm like, these are all the things I should have been doing, but I was so caught up in like being invested in this situation when I should have just been focusing on myself at the same time. And I, o- I always forget that I can multitask. 
<laughs> but like, I don't know. It was it was like a drug. I was like, um, let me pull my shit together. But I think that I had to realize, like, I you know the corny ass saying, like, don't cling to a mistake just because you spend a lot of time making it. I think that that's one thing that I had to learn. Like, that's one lesson for sure that had to stick out, that stuck out for me. And I don't want to say that, like, to mean, like, the relationship was a mistake because it wasn't. It was obviously a choice. But, like, the point is that we weren't a match. And, like, at some point you sort of know that. Like, you start you start to notice certain things. You'd be like, that's not going to work. Like, this is still a great person. It's just not my person. It's not the person for me. And that's, right. like, so important to remember. Because in my head I'm like, oh, this is the one person, like, you know, I worked so hard for this. Like, this is going to work out finally the way we want it. But, like, when you take the blinders off and the rose-colored glasses, as people would say, off, then you finally, like, start to see the situation for what it was. And you're like, okay, it's not healthy. Um, But for me, I do wish that, like, I spent more of my college time, like, dating around and, like, meeting different people and exploring options. Because now that I'm, like, I don't want to say that I'm dating because literally, like, I'm, (laughs) I don't, I'm just living my life. No, I'm just living my life, but, like, if someone comes in and I'm like, oh, I'm interested in it, then I'm interested in it. But I don't even know how to go about that because I haven't had many experiences and even having conversations with me. Because before that situation, like, I was curbing niggas. Like, you breathe on me, I'm automatically cursing you out. Like, you're going to jail, period. <laughs> I feel like you're still that person, LOL. In a way, in a way, yeah. What'd you say? Unless he fine. Shut the hell up. <laughs> you ain't lying, though. But, no, I'm like, I've literally just given up. Because people were talking about, like, cuffing season and all that shit. And I'm just like, nah, y'all got this one. Like, I'm on leave. I'm AWOL. I, this shit don't apply to me. <laughs> this shit don't apply to me because I don't like I don't like how I feel in rejection. I don't like how I feel in heartbroken. I don't like how I feel in any of those situations. So, we going to self-sabotage. Nobody likes rejection. I don't care who says, like, nobody likes rejection. But I do think that I agree in that I wish I was dating. Actually, no. I appreciate my situation for what it was in college. And now I'm living my best life like you. And it's so beautiful. And I feel like everybody should, boys and girls, because I feel like there was a stigma that guys should need to get it all out before they settle down. I mean, Mm -hmm. girls need to get it all out too, okay? Okay, Chelsea. Tell me more. Dabble, try things. You know what I'm saying? Like, talk to whoever you want to. Entertain whoever you want to. Curve who you want to. Like, it's okay. And it's okay to fall for someone and then that not work out. Because like I was mentioning to you, like, I mean, you know, I'd be having conversations with people. And one person, I was enjoying his conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really not working out. And guess what? I'm not going to fight. But it's also, it goes back to that point where it's like, I'm not going to even let myself be in the position to get hurt. So it's not like I'm about to fight for you. So if it's not working, it's not working. Because I know I'm not ready for a whole relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure when I would ever be again. But yeah, I mean, I feel like our 20s are for this dating around and trying new things and doing whatever we want. And it's okay. And that doesn't make us a hoe. It makes us human. It makes us 20-something. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. I think that, like... It's it's always encouraging to hear your friends be like, no, get back out there and try again. But we just gonna, I don't know, I don't know, y'all, I don't know. Oh, we gonna get you back on a horse. Anytime you fall off, I'm gonna be the one to like get on that horse. I don't know why. <laughs> so many of my friends are like, Lauren, I'm gonna set you up with so and so, and I'm just like, can y'all not like? 
I would literally rather be shot in the face than to what fall in fucking love. I'm not even kidding. I would rather be shot in the face than to like fall in love again. <laughs> this, shit's like, this shit is trash, bro. I'm so good. I'm so good. I hate that I'm a cynic now. Ew. Yeah. And you jaded. But it's okay because, like. Yes, I'm whatever. hurting. Yes, I'm jaded. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. No, the, the the funny thing is, though, I don't even be sad. I just be listening to these sad songs. People are like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. You be concerning me at times, but I just. What are you concerned about? Time. What is it to be concerned? Like, I learn. You learn so many. I'm, 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 first of all, I'm trolling on here. I will be. <laughs> I'm trolling most of the time but like no getting your heart broken does teach you a lot like yeah it sucks you cry whatever you get over it but at the end of the fucking day like you now I've learned what I have the tolerance for and what I don't have the tolerance for and now the first sign of somebody doing some shit that I don't fuck with you're done the first the first red flags like it's over you know it's so quick for me to notice the things that I don't want now. And so I appreciate that experience so much more because you learn more about yourself and you learn what you're willing to take. And it's like, exactly. okay. There's beauty in getting your heart broken. Like I've, I've told like all of my friends as of recently, because I feel like people have been going through breakups and things Yeah, like, I've noticed that. It's crazy. <laughs> but I'm like, child, it is going to be okay. There's a lesson. There's, purpose in pain it's okay okay purpose in the pain it sucks like hell shut up <laughs> it sucks really bad i mean there's gonna be many times where you cry you like maybe want to go back and figure it out but once you get to the point where you're like okay that is over it's gonna hurt and i'm gonna work through that pain like that's when you start discovering yourself and um think, like you said you learn about yourself what you like what you don't like red flags which honestly are more often than not apparent you know when you're in that situation and it's like crazy for me to say that but i've been thinking and self-reflecting there's been there were some flags that i could have like touched on mm-hmm. and maybe avoided that whole situation but no it was shiny same you know yeah. so point of all that that little spiel pain and purpose it's okay to be hurt and you definitely will learn a lot about yourself and what you want in an ultimate partner because i'm sure there's good and bad that came out of your relationship you know it's not all bad it's not all like oh no of course not so of course not no there were moments in there where i literally felt like i was on high and then there were moments where i'm like this is not okay you know but for sure i think the maturity comes from like looking at the situation like after the fact being like okay you know this is how i allowed certain things to happen that shouldn't have happened or this is how I could have grown from that situation or this is how I could have been better in that situation it's like you know like you have to be open and honest with yourself at that point like and be a little bit introspective and and reflect on it and be like okay well I played a part in it too and I think a lot of times when people look back at their relationships they don't have any accountability in it it's always the other person the other person the other person but like if if this keeps happening you are playing a part in it in some way for sure. Like if every other every other year you get your heart broken, sis, like we gotta we gotta talk and we gotta figure some shit out. Come sit on my couch and we gotta figure it out. But the thing too I wanna stress because someone also brought this up. I don't wanna expose them too much, but like it almost it it, it kinda made me wanna get in an argument with them. But I was like, no, sometimes people need to work through their shit on their own. But basically saying that they were gonna go back to that person because like they felt like that's all that they had. 
And I listened to another app. First of all, Dr. Joy, Therapy for Black Girls, download that shit right now. Because sis said what the fuck she said. She said, you are never going to be able to heal from the thing that is broken by the person who broke it. It has to come from you. Nothing that they can give you can settle that feeling of hurt. And when she said that, Chelsea, I got up. I left my own apartment. You're so dramatic. No, I, I swear I left my own apartment, took the keys, locked the door, and then came back and sat back down because I was like, yo, there are so many women that need to hear that. Because I feel like everybody has done it at some point. Like, there's an in-between phase of your life. You're still trying to figure out if you want this person in your life. They hurt you. You're not really sure. Or they come back after a while. No. I'm here to tell y'all exactly what Dr. Joyce said. You are never going to be able to heal from the thing that is broken by the person who broke it. I just snatched a couple of wigs off. Probably yours, Chelsea, but... No, sis, I've been off the whole time, but I'm <laughs> I didn't even glue my... I never... I'm trying to tell you, I don't even be really gluing my wigs down before I sit on this podcast because sometimes in the middle of my conversation, I do take my own wig off because I just can't handle the truth. Yeah, no, I had to just keep it off because I didn't want to be snatching no wigs off. And then, <laughs> even with that, though, like, I think that that's why a lot of people be like, oh, um... I just think we have a lot of things to talk about. We have a lot of unfinished business. And I'm just like, no, y'all don't. No, you don't. I think this goes right into that closure situation. You know what I'm saying? Oh, need yeah. Or lack thereof for closure. Let me get your opinion on that. What do you think of closure? Okay, so if you asked me a year ago, did I need closure? I'd be like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of that point you just made. Like, closure is for yourself. And you really... I don't think that is absolutely necessary because once you repair your broken heart and you, you know, you find yourself and you love yourself again, what are you getting from a conversation that says, Hey, well, we broke up because of this. That was really hurt. You really hurt my feeling, mm-hmm. but I'm okay now. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you won't get closure. Yeah. It's okay. So I don't think it's necessary. Whereas I, at one point in time I did. I'm like, I have to have a conversation. Girl, I was so tragic. I was like, you know, one day we're just going to run into each other and we're going to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? No, Girl, if I was out, I would have slept the shit out of you. <laughs> Girl, I mean, seriously, that was like six months of my life, like wanting to run into so-and-so at the airport, like on some like I'm the shit. airport. Tag yourself. <laughs> but no, like I learned who Chelsea was and I'm loving Chelsea and like I'm still mm-hmm. learning. I love Chelsea, too. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. I don't like emotions. (laughs) It's okay. No, I mean... What's your opinion? I I always tell people that I don't really believe in the whole closure thing. But But now, I guess I can say it depends on the situation. Because for me, I'm used to getting off everything, like, getting everything off my chest. So, like, when I wanted to end my relationship, like, I kind of had... Like, um, I don't want to say notes, because, like, that sounds weird, but, like, talking points. Like, okay, this is what I want to be clear on. Like, this is exactly what I want to say. So that way, there's no blurred lines. There's no miscommunication. Well, hopefully, there's no miscommunication. But, like, I tried to give him as much of an answer as I could to why I didn't think that we should be in a relationship anymore. And I didn't want it to come, like, the tone of it. I didn't want it to come in a form of a rant. Because I think that sometimes when someone's like berating you with all the things that like you're not doing for them or just the way sometimes people can phrase these conversations, it does make you feel like you're not good enough. And like, I didn't, I didn't want to think of it that way. Like, but I did think that there was some kind of explanation that was owed 
And so I guess my answer, that was like a roundabout way of giving my answer, but I guess my answer is like, if you've been with someone for like, say more than six months, you kind of do owe them an answer in some way. Um, but I think that there's some cases where like people use like the concept of closure to like prolong the situation in a way. Yeah. Like if the person has already given you 15 examples and like rephrased their answer and you're still asking for closure, like me, that's going to frustrate me because I've already said, I said, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like you want close? Like, do you want the one on my head? Like what the fuck? What am I not being clear about? You keep talking <laughs> like <laughs> that would, that would frustrate me. So I was like, let me be like as clear as possible. So that way there's no way that you can ask me for closure. So I try to do that in situations that I'm in, but then there are times where I'm like, I haven't even been having a conversation with this person for that long, or we haven't been dating exclusively or whatever. So like, I don't care that much to give you a speech where I don't fuck with you anymore. But like, if I'm dating you, then I definitely owe you a reason. But, um, I was just talking about this with my friend Jaden, and she was saying like, usually when people keep asking for closure, they're not willing to accept things for what they are. And I was like, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. Totally me for sure. Like, I'm just like, I deserve an answer, which I technically still do, but it's just like, I just don't care anymore to have it because I've moved past the fact that like, that's dead in the ground, not to be revived ever again. Mm -hmm. But at first I wasn't there. I just, I like needed answers and I wanted it to still work and like whatever. And I felt like, yeah, I deserve that. But that comes with rediscovery of your, yourself. Like you start to fill a void. And you start to realize you don't need it. Yeah. But, yeah, you made a good point. Yeah, I, I think that, that the whole concept of closure is, like, it, it's really not needed. Like, if everyone's just clear, like, okay, this is not working, get off, get everything off your chest, there's no need for an additional conversation is what is my point. Like, once you've had that, like, okay, we're, we're, we're doing this, whatever, bye, you know. But I can understand, like, if you're the person that's getting broken up with, you may want, you may like want answers because I know that there's a feeling of like, oh, you know, maybe I wasn't good enough or like, you know, why did you do this to me? Or, you know, just like those kind of questions, which are okay. But like you said, at some point you have to stop searching for the answers from them and start searching for the answers within yourself. Like, okay, how can I take this experience and like transform and be a better person? Or like, how do I make sure these things don't happen in my next relationship? Or like, how do I not carry this baggage over? I think that that's sort of what my focus is now. Instead yeah, of me being like, hard. yo, girl, hello. It's hard. It's yeah. difficult because me, like knowing that I invested so much in a situation, I didn't really get much out of it at the time because obviously we're not together. That sucks. But then at the end of the day, you're like, okay, I'm going to move on. I wish the best for this person. I pray for them. And then we just, you just got to move forward. Like you can't keep clinging onto it. And I think a lot of people, they do still have that hurt within them. And I'm like, I don't understand how. I hope you, like, talk to someone about that. I hope you work through those feelings. There's some podcasts that you can listen to. I do have recommendations, like Therapy for Black Girls is one. Um, Small Doses with Amanda Seals is another one because sis be gathering me. But, you better plug. Okay. You know, you got to listen to podcasts from other women who've gone through what you've gone through, especially black women, too, if you are a black woman listen to this. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's some for black men. They're probably a little toxic because, you know, a little toxic, a toxic masculinity in there. Um, but, but I think that you really like, if you are dealing with heartbreak, getting your heart broken or anything like that, or if you're still like a little bit stuck on the X or 
or a guy you talk to, because I, I know there's like a blurry line between who's your ex, who's not an ex, it's 2019, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you got to figure out that healing process for yourself. You can't rely on nobody else. Like, I know they say, like, the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody, but please save everybody the drama. Please. Yeah, and that's honestly not <laughs> true. Because, you know, I thought that, and I'm not trying to make it all about myself, but no, I I thought that, like, you know, me just trying to jump into other things, like, girl, I tried to, okay, we're not even going to go there, but <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought that, like, getting with someone else would help. Mm-hmm. And, like, make me feel better. And, like, oh, I'll move on. And I'll look like I'm doing well, too. Because for me, like, it looked like he was living his best life. Like, he got the best deal. Like, he yeah. got to lead town first. He had a shorty. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, daddy. <laughs> over, here, over here, like, what the fuck? Like, you know, and my situation was not as pretty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I am in a small town. And I'm doing this hard-ass job with these crazy people. Okay different story but um i thought getting with someone or having someone here would help and it was so hard when that wasn't working out nothing was working out not any guy and that was strictly because i had to deal with myself so getting up under someone is only going to create more problems it is it is for sure because you'll still number one you'll still have feelings for the person that you're trying to get over and then number two you have this new person that whose head that you're fucking with or they could be bringing you baggage that comes with them too. And it's like, you are exactly. just making your situation worse. And so I kind of hate when people say that phrase of like, the best way to get over somebody is to get under someone else is because it's like, it doesn't benefit anyone. And I think no, that you're I'm just sorry. prolonging your healing and you're just going to make it worse. Exactly. But some people don't know how to be alone. Yeah. And, and I think that that's, that's something I've never understood. Maybe it's because like, I know it's hard to believe, but I'm hella introverted. Like, I love being by myself. Being with someone else is nice. Like I, like I said in the beginning of the conversation, having that partner in crime is nice. But I do thrive the most when I'm alone because that's when my creativity comes out. And that's when, like, you know, I really, like, recharge and, and I'm able to deal with the world after I have been by myself. So I don't understand how people, like, feel that that loneliness and that longing to the point where they have to put themselves in fucked up situations. That also comes from, you know, possibly people's childhood, people's yeah, experiences. That's true. You know, just not knowing how to be like somebody really close to me is like constantly in need of being in a relationship or having a person and sometimes prolongs their own healing because they ha- they have to have someone. Yeah. So, um, but it's a process and as we grow, sometimes it just takes longer than others and once we get to that point, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful knowing yourself. And yeah. I, I love my journey. Yet. Huh? I love my journey. Like this journey that I'm on of like being open and like thinking out my feelings and sorting out like the the traumas and stuff that I've had in the past and like how I'm dealing with yeah. that. Like I love that journey. It's so beautiful. It's scary. It's scary yeah. for sure. Especially because all of this is out in the public now. Like literally my thoughts and feelings and my heart is on Spotify and Apple Music every Sunday. <laughs> But that's okay because, like, I hope that I'm, like, helping somebody. Like, I hope an episode like this where two women who, like, experience heartbreak around the same time, just in different forms, are, like, are able to come and talk about it and maybe help somebody else. That's the goal. Yeah. And it's definitely not, I'm not trying to be bitter. Like, I really do hope it helps God hurt someone. (laughs) I know. I'm like, Chelsea, relax. I know. I'm getting too excited. I'm sorry. But, yeah. um, Because I feel like 
like I said, women, we hold on. And we we hold on so long. Something can be so toxic and so bad, and you can be so freaking unhappy, mm-hmm. but yet you're going to stay mm-hmm. because it's comfortable because you think you're not going to get better. That's a fucking lie. Yeah. It's a lie. There is something better. It really is. There always is. And your perfect guy, he's out there. Like, you do not have to put up with I know. Those. My future man <laughs> looking at my pictures like, damn. This a this a lobster with some butter. This a red lobster biscuit. <laughs> My future man is calling me. I don't even know what the hell. I can't even think of something so succulent that he's referring to me as. Okay, I'm his banana pudding. I'm his first drop of water in 90 degree weather. The- <laughs> Moving on. That's what my future husband is looking at my IG right now, saying, "I know he is. I felt it in the universe. I put, I manifested it." He's gonna listen to this and be like, "Damn, I know." That's all me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Shut the hell up. (laughs) I'm trying to tell y'all, like, I'm gonna be 30 fine. I'm gonna have a new set of teeth. I'm gonna be on my second nose. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm gonna be on a yacht with my man. I'm gonna be like, mmm, glisten off the chocolate. My question is, will you continue to be this crazy your whole entire life? Okay. Shit, I don't know, man. I got it. Somebody gotta provide a little excitement, okay? Why you over here talking shit about my person? My, 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 first of all, I hope my future man not even listen to this shit because. Oh, he's gonna be all Because <laughs> I feel bad for you. I hope I don't know him yet. I hope I don't know him because that's sad because the shit that i be saying on this podcast girl yeah. <laughs> yeah. girl girl we gonna pray for him shit burn some incense light a candle in a new moon ritual but anyway any final thoughts chelsea um, I just love myself. I'm so excited <laughs> to like, no, I'm just kidding. Um, final thoughts. Just remember, this is, I'm just going to keep saying it. There's purpose in your pain and heartbreak is beautiful and it sucks while you're going through it, but you will come out on the other side and you'll fall in love with someone new and that's yourself. And then beyond there, you popping. You fucking popping. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna reiterate what the fuck I said, which was, well, I had to write it down. You're never gonna be able to heal from the thing that's broken by the person who broke it. It has to come from you, girl. So just know, don't cling on to that mistake. That man that's not serving you. Word. Just, girl. Listen. Or if he tells you that you're not serving him, it's okay, sis. Pack your wigs up. And get the fuck on. Because guess what? You may not be enough woman for this man, but one day you're going to find somebody that calls you his red lobster biscuit. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Yo, Goodbye. I literally... There has to have been lead in the water in Baltimore City. Like, I, I want someone to launch an investigation because I... What is wrong with you? My yeah. fucking brain is fried. Thank you all for listening. I hope y'all have a great week. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye.